Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There are questions about how much a second term of a Donald Trump presidency, second term, would be about retribution and looking backwards and grievances and how much would be looking forward. I'm not going to have time for retribution. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. Donald Trump town hall meeting yesterday. I uh, selected that clip to lead into a discussion with Ian Bremmer of Eurasia Group intentionally uh, for reasons that we will explain in a moment. Every year when the top risks of the year come out, I feel like I felt as a little kid after ordering something from a cereal box that was going to take six to eight weeks for delivery. And 12 weeks later, when I'd completely forgotten I ordered it, I was thrilled to see it there in the mailbox. I always love reading and digesting the top risks of the year. And uh, Ian Bremmer, president, founder of Eurasia Group, joins us. Ian, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm great. Happy New Year, my friend. Thank you. Right back at you. So uh, the top risks are interesting, as uh, they always are. But what really caught my eye first was what you call the red herrings, things we probably don't have to worry about so much, in particular, the U.S.-China crisis. Wait a minute. We're fixated on that. Should we not be? Yeah, uh, it, it was probably the biggest silver lining in the report. And, you know, in part, the Americans and the Biden administration uh, having its hands so full with Russia, Ukraine and with the Middle East and with the elections, they really don't want a crisis with the Chinese. And they're trying 
to build out regular military to military high level engagement and on the diplomatic side on, and on the economic side, not because they're going to suddenly we're going to start trusting each other, but rather when there are conflicts like over Taiwan or the South China Sea that we can respond and contain them. The Chinese don't have elections to worry about, but they have a seriously underperforming economy and they don't want anything to make that even worse. So for, for both reasons, at least through the US elections, I, I think that this is gonna be a better managed, difficult relationship than we've seen over the last few years. So you want us to turn our watchful eye away from China. I have to ask, are you now or have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Just oh, I think absolutely. it's a fair question. I mean, you know, okay. that's been a long-standing card-carrying <laughs> member uh, of the Chinese Communist Party. I did get to China finally after having not been there through the pandemic um, a few weeks ago, and and definitely that the 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 meetings I had uh, felt made me feel only more strongly that while they're they're deeply unhappy about a whole bunch of things that they're facing from the Americans right now, that this is not the time. So it's not like they're suddenly becoming our friends, mm -hmm. but there is a recognition they need to bide their time. And I, I think that, frankly, in this environment, we'll take it. So uh, as long as we're talking about China, risk number six is no China recovery. How strong are their economic headwinds? How much trouble are they in? Uh, they're in a lot of trouble economically. For 50 years, they were the factory of the world, and that was really, really inexpensive labor that everyone wanted to go and get their production from. Well, their labor's gotten a lot more expensive. Um, there are political demands to start building stuff in other places like, hey, here in the United States and in Mexico and friendshoring with our buddies, semiconductors, critical minerals, all of this kind of stuff. So the broad model is turning against them at the same time as three years of zero covid. They turned around and said, okay, now everyone can get COVID. Let's open the economy. But the consumers aren't spending. They're saving because they don't feel like they can trust uh, a robust Chinese economy. Uh, youth unemployment's very high. They've got a, a really ailing uh, real estate sector that they've produced into a bubble, but a lot of it is unproductive assets. And they've got a lot of local and corporate debt that is bad and that is being you know, propped up by the Chinese banking system that's a closed economy, uh, but the, no one can pay it off. So you put it all together, I mean, this isn't like China's gonna start contracting, but I mean, two, 3% growth this year, next year feels like, feels robust in this mm. environment. So if you look back on 2008 with the financial crisis and everyone's worried it was the Chinese that put, you know, sort of hundreds of billions of dollars into, you know, stimulating the economy, shovel ready products and help the, help the world grow again, that is not happening in 2024. Interesting. Love to talk about that all day, especially since the Chinese Communist Party depends on economic growth and prosperity as their legit for their legitimacy. But let's do a yeah. little bingo bango bongo on the top five. And uh, OK, I've summoned up the Kurds. Let's dive in. Number one, the United States versus itself is the top risk of the year. Do tell what well, you said in the opening that Trump Trump won't have time for retribution. But I mean, Trump said he can he can he can end the Ukraine war in a day. He said he only needs to be dictator for a day. So I mean, with that kind of time management, how could he not find time for retribution? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was what comes out of the north end of a south going bull, clearly. But um, uh, so the, the, this election season, you expect to be ugly beyond ugly. 
yeah, I mean, the U.S. economy is doing fine, uh, and the U.S. military is world class, but our political system is in crisis. And for the people that ask me, well, why are we so worried in 2024? I mean, he was president in 2016, it was fine. Yeah, you know, if you're flying a plane at 40,000 feet and it is sunny skies and you hand the controls over for half an hour to someone that doesn't know how to fly a plane, you'll probably be okay. If you are trying to land that plane in a hurricane and you can't see the runway, uh, handing the controls over to someone that you can't trust that doesn't know how to fly a plane real well may well crash the plane. And that is exactly what we're looking at from this 2024 election. It is a very dangerous environment. And there is, and you have Biden versus Trump, who's the stakes of this election for each of them is so much higher. Uh, Trump probably goes to jail if he loses. Biden and many of his advisors think that a politicized IRS, FBI, DOJ under Trump means they'll be investigated. They may face arrest themselves. So the 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 need to ensure that you win and and to use every method possible including extra legal um is extremely motivating this time around at a time that a majority of the american people don't trust their institutions anymore don't believe in the legitimacy of this transfer of power and that's unique the us has that problem in a way that japan canada germany do not so mm-hmm. our allies around the world and the leaders that I speak to, they are very deeply concerned about this. Well, and at the same time, you have, uh, for the first time ever, a leading presidential candidate under 91 felony indictments, a number of which are patently ridiculous, some of which arguably are yep. not. But uh, you show a, a number of or you uh, you have a number of uh, charts in this section that show the shocking decline in America's confidence and everything from the Supreme Court to Congress to the presidency to organized religion to schools to newspapers to, to news on the Internet. It's just crazy. It's a cynical, cynical time. Yeah. And, and if you had to point to one reason, we know the inequality and we know the identity politics. But um, if you had to point to one, I would say that over the last 30 years, Uh, All of the institutions that help us raise our kids and create civic-minded citizens, the nurture of the American environment, have really eroded. The church and its membership has really eroded. The family has really eroded. The school, the public school systems have eroded. The Little League, I mean, all this stuff. And it had for a while it wasn't replaced, but now it has been. And it's been replaced by algorithm. It's been replaced by social media and by artificial intelligence that is determining who we connect with, the information we digest, but not to make us civic-minded, instead to addict us and make us better consumers. And and that is destroying American democracy. Wow, that's another huge topic, but uh, pressed for time, let's move on. How worried about, uh, about the Middle East are you that the uh, conflict between Israel and the various arrayed forces uh, explode into a regional conflict? I'm I'm I don't think that we're on track for the U.S. versus Iran at war, which is good because that would be one hundred fifty two hundred dollar oil in a global recession. Um, But I think the war is going to escalate. It's going to expand. Very hard to see how you maintain uh, the war to the territory largely of Gaza and Hamas, given the threat that the Israeli war cabinet, the whole war cabinet feels that Hezbollah reflects in the north. Uh, and the need to degrade them, the perceived need uh, to push them back from the border, 
also, um, despite America's efforts with allies to deter the Houthis from Yemen from attacking, uh, shipping through the Red Sea, that's not working. And so the likelihood that we have to attack them in Yemen in their bases, expanding the war, not to mention Iranian proxies um, in Syria and Iraq, and of course, the millions and millions of Muslims in the region and in the U.S. and Europe that are becoming more radicalized on the back of all of this, some of whom will turn to violence. It is you look at all of that together and you say, how do we keep this contained to Gaza? It's very, very unlikely. Yikes. All right. Moving on again, far prematurely, uh, the partitioned Ukraine. How could anything change in Ukraine at this point? And what does it mean if it doesn't? Uh, the the most likely way it changes is the Ukrainians lose support, they get desperate, and the Russians are able to take more land. The status quo may also hold. The least likely thing is that the Ukrainians are able to take their land back. So I, I want them to take their land back. I'm not happy about a partitioned Ukraine. Then again, I'm not happy about the Taliban running Afghanistan or North Korea having nuclear weapons. And those things are true, too. So, I mean, yeah, Ukraine is going to get split in two. And the question is where and how. And no one no one in Ukraine is going to accept that outcome. And, and the Europeans are mostly not going to accept that. Uh, and a lot of people in the U.S. aren't, but it's becoming divided. Uh, and, you know, we had peak NATO last year. We had peak transatlantic relations last year. It's going to get harder. And that will become even more true when Trump gets the nomination in the United States, because he, of course, sees Zelensky as a political enemy who refused to do his bidding when he demanded that he open investigations into Biden and his son Hunter. So if he becomes president, he's going to say, you you have to accept um, a deal with the Russians that will be on its face unacceptable to the Ukrainians. And if not, you're losing all your support. And, and, and that is going to divide NATO in two. Uh, the Poles, uh, the the uh, the Finns, the Swedes, the Balts on one side, but the Italians and the Hungarians and others joining with Trump and saying, hey, yeah, let's let's work with the Russians again. That is a very serious problem for the EU and for NATO. Ian Bremmer of the Eurasia Group online talking about the top risks of 2024. One more. Uh, has there ever been a wild guessathon more wild than trying to figure out what is AI, what's it going to become, and what it's going to mean to mankind? That's one of your, your top risks. I'm very excited about what AI is going to mean to mankind economically. I think it's incredible uh, the ability to unlock human capital, to reduce waste in processes, and to improve efficiency in every sector. Which means, you know, unlike climate change, where you move to transition energy and you royally piss off a whole bunch of people that are committed to fossil fuels and are making their money that way, with AI, you know, people that are in existing powerful companies all want to use it. Uh, and so you're going to see rollout much, much faster. That's the good side. And I'm very enthusiastic about that. The bad side is that the tech is moving a lot faster than the ability to regulate it, than the governance. And and so that means that you will have massive proliferation. GPT-5, which makes four look like a child's toy, will come out this year and it will be in the hands of hundreds of millions of people, some of whom are bad actors. Some of whom will use it and will use knockoffs that come out months later to um, to to write malware as code and to engage in cyber attacks and to program new weapons like lethal autonomous drones um, and to promote disinformation. And I think 2024 is probably the first year when those disruptions become risks at scale. 
I realize this is a bit of a childlike uh, summation, but it seems like the good guys are going to get much more efficient and the bad guys are going to get much more efficient with AI and everything's going to move even faster than it does now. Yeah, I think there are a lot more good guys than bad guys. And uh, I, I think this is going to reflect a new uh, wave of globalization, which we desperately need uh, for a planet that is, you know, uh, that 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 is facing challenges from politics and from climate and the rest. But the question is how much damage can a relatively small number of people do when they have really powerful weapons? And I I fear we're about to find out. Ian Bremer of Eurasia Group. Ian, it's always stimulating. We'll have a link so that folks can download the entire report for themselves. Great to talk to you and have a great year. So happy to stimulate you. Thank you. (laughs) We'll talk again soon. (laughs) See ya, commie. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.